Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks. Hello, uh, the show where we make cocktails and try to solve unsolved mysteries we are knee-deep in our Hollywood series. I'm Masood. With me, as always, is the amazing Suze Kempner. Hello, I'm Cream Crackered. <laughs> and the awesome Chris Stokes. How's, how's everyone doing otherwise? You all right? Having a good one? Yeah, I had a bottle of champagne last night. Ooh, a whole one? What? I did. You? When you say you drank a whole bottle of champagne, are we mm. all picturing the same thing in that you are standing there holding the bottle without a flute. by the neck yeah, yeah, without yeah, yeah. a flute? Just like, 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 okay, good. Yeah, that's good. On, like, a, um, on a park bench. <laughs> somebody, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wasn't even out. I was just, yeah, I was, I was on a park bench. I was in a park mm. getting shouted at by, uh, by teenagers. And I was like, fuck yeah. A teenager? He was probably about 12 or something. Rode past me on his bike and called me a gondo. And I was like, what's a, what's a gondo? Exactly. I, I found it very hard to be upset. Because like, mm. you shout that at him. It's not. It's not personal when it when it's kids like that. They're just being little cunts, mm. aren't they? Um, yeah. But he just went, "All right, Gondo," and I was like, "I don't even know what that means." Mm-hmm. It's hard Did to get. Did you look annoyed. it up? Yeah. Oh no, should I look it up now? Yeah. yeah what's a up. Gondo? What if, what if Chris like his face freezes and then he just starts sobbing? sobbing. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's the it's worst like insult. It's like yeah, it's like oh, it's worse than cracker. It's. Uh, uh, Gondo is a village in the municipality of Swishbergen in Valais. If you look at Urban Dictionary, ah. it is a legendary figure in the teachings of D, full name Frondo Gondo. Oh, so okay. he called you a legendary D teacher? D taught that one fateful <laughs> night in the 1960s, some good people were celebrating the daily holiday on a yacht with orgies, hallucinogens and ping pong. One chosen man consumed a great dose of LSD and some others <laughs> decided to play a prank on him by locking him in the closet at the beginning of his psychedelic voyage. Either by his choice Holy or theirs, he didn't emerge for approximately eight hours. When he did emerge from then on, he forever referred to himself as Frondo Gondo. This story illustrates what can go wrong when we ignore the wisdom of set and setting for psychedelic trips. Wow, this teenager is well-read. Oh, no, here's, here's what yeah, I was going to say. I mean, um, Gondo is the essence of a philosopher's concept of testicles. Um, <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> I sort of respect this kid. Mystery on the rocks, oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. My my friend Adam is six foot five. Uh, he's he's gay and he wears like so he's from Jersey and he goes to Jersey charity shops and buys what he describes as the beautiful floral blouses of old fat ladies and that's what he wears and he, he's he's brilliant. We should get him on the podcast sometimes. He's so funny and he he walked um, he was walking down the street. He, oh, he also in the summer doesn't wear shoes. <laughs> 
And okay. he was walking down the street like with him. no shoes him. on. And some teenagers were coming towards him, eyeing him. And he was, he yeah. said, Suze, I was just bracing myself for the homophobic abuse that I was going to get as they approached. And one of them just walked, went, where's your shoes, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he just that, died. He said he just died laughing. It's really funny. Where's where, your sho- where's, where's your- I say it every time I see him and he hasn't got shoes on now. Where's your shoes, bitch? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's perfect. It's so funny. So maybe it was the same kid who called Chris the essence of a philosopher's testicles. The essence of a philosopher's testicles is a great Edinburgh show title. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Some yeah. awful yeah. open micer would go up with that. Mm. A terrible show, but amazing title. There was, a, I think, my favourite show title, Edinburgh show title, along with a picture. It was a picture of, like, a guy. And it looked like he was sort of covered in milk, I guess, would be it. And I think the... Um, the show title was My Big Dick is Really Thirsty. That was the name of the show. And I was like, wow. I mean, I want to see it because it sounds fucking awful. But I don't want to see it because it looks fucking awful. What are we drinking? What are we drinking? Chris, what are you drinking? Uh, are you I, have, I have what's called a brandy cruster. A brandy Ooh, cruster? Yes. Sounds yeah. like it, sound, it sounds like you've scraped it off the bottom or something here. Yeah. It's actually closely related to the gin gondo. <laughs> I'll have a couple of Jean Gondos, mate. What do you call me? Masood looked like... Masood was like... His big dick was really thirsty. What do you call me, mate? He was very thirsty. Very, very thirsty. Just for, for the benefit of listeners, just before the stream, when we came onto Zoom, Masood was like eating and he lent down to eat what he was eating. Oh, yes. But ju- the, what shot. he was eating was just out shot and it 100% looked like he just leaned down to suck a dick. <laughs> I'm just making a, some extra cash here, guys. Just hang on a second. such an amazing <laughs> image. Yeah. Poor Masood. It's a gig economy. Listen, you know, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's that, Is it's, it? It's hit us wow. all hard. This, <laughs> I mean, yeah, look at Masood it's, hey, it's, It was hard. It's, listen, it was very hard. Um, <laughs> then, it was very thirsty. It was very his, thirsty as his well. His big dick was thirsty. <laughs> it was very... <laughs> what, so what's in this crusty brandy... What's in your crusty brandy, brandy crusto? Well, it has brandy in it, yeah. uh, a little bit of simple syrup, a little bit of lemon juice, a little bit of orange liqueur. Oh. Ooh. Have I missed anything? No, that's it. Oh, bitters. Bitters, lo- bitters, bitters. Wow. Bitters. Okay. That's really nice. <laughs> Suze, what, what are you drinking? Okay, so because I had a bottle of champagne last night and two hours sleep, uh-huh. and I just didn't feel like having a big uh, cocktail. You martini that. there. Well, yeah. <laughs> so what I've done is, uh, this is called Wada Martini. <laughs> what a martini it's uh, like the ingredients are uh, dry vermouth so, mm. and water ah <laughs> that's very and, uh, nice mm, uh. it's uh, I, I must credit Joel Morris. He didn't come up with water martini. He was like, "Oh, you can have a uh, you can have a water martini, can't you tonight?" Um, anyway, <laughs> I made it very funny. And how does it how does it taste? How's it taste? I mean, actually, a tiny bit of dry vermouth in water is kind of nice it's not going to be horrible it's quite is it? nice it tastes like coconut no. water oh. that's ah, the taste i'm getting coconut water 
It's yeah. I mean, uh, I wonder what happened if I added some frangelico to it. Oh, because yeah, I was it, gonna say, I you know, got to add frangelico. I, I feel it's like just by it's always by that couch that you're sat I at. Like, it doesn't it move done, from yeah. there. It's always just down um, there. You always within arm's reach so to get the frangelico. We've got a lot of drinks by the sink. Uh, which is our drinks cabinet, the bit the bit of work top by the sink. When you said the work server, you mean the one that's like by the window? So you have like the window, the work top, and then mm. the sink? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Is there a dead plant there? Uh, <laughs> on that, on that? There was. We had one of those okay. basil plants that you buy from the supermarket. And you're like, oh, it's amazing. You just have fresh basil whenever you want. And then you're like, why is it fucking yellow and just stalks yeah. now? Fucking thing. It's, and that, that life that you imagine where you're picking fresh yeah. basil you're also cooking pizzas from scratch mm. and you're like you're like oh yeah and i'm gonna fucking grow some coriander yeah. gonna create some cucumbers and then and then like next week you're sat there in your own piss drinking creme de menthe <laughs> like ah oh. and you look over at the fucking dead basil on the window so you're like i have fucking dreams mate you <laughs> you, you started this i've got myself a cardinal oh we've had one of those oh, um, yeah. yeah, I thought, oh, I'd have a, I'd have a try of this. It's quite nice. Mm. Um, I quite like it. I made one because I was out of sweet vermouth, and I went, hey, yeah. what do you think it would be like if I oh, put yes, dry yes, vermouth yes, yes, instead? Yes, yes. I heard and then I went right. and did it, yeah. thinking it would be way too bitter, but it's nice. It's a bit more delicate really than a nice. Negroni. And, um, yeah, I should try yeah, one. I quite like it. So what is it? I like it. Gin, Campari, and dragon. Oh, I should have one. So you just swap out the sweet vermouth. Is it one of each? Yeah. Yeah. Is it perfect? No. Mm. Yes, one of each. It's a it's a perfect, absolutely. That and I'd I'd say between that and the Enzoni are two very very nice kind of like oh, Enzoni. I'm oh, that's the one that's with like, the grapes. With the grapes, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's quite mm. nice. That's actually mm. quite nice. Mm. Mm. Well, Chris, what what do you have for us uh, today in our Hollywood special? Last week we were in 1976 with the Curse of the Omen. We're in the following year now, 1977. It's the murder of Krista Helm. Ooh, Krista, Krista Helm. Helm. A woman I did not know about or had heard of before today. Ah, okay. Well, well tell, us, tell us about the, uh, the, the episode we were going to record today was next week's episode. <laughs> uh, and then and then I went looking. I don't know what made me think because I was like, oh, actually, there's not that many mysteries in the 80s and the 90s or the 20s. Like mm. we're approaching the end of the Hollywood series faster than we thought. Uh, so then I was Whoa. like, oh, maybe are there any more? Are there any more? Before we get and uh, and, and then I found this one just in time. This uh, Krista Helm yeah. slots in between the Omen and next week's episode. So. Mm. Uh-huh. So oh, there we go. I've never, I've never heard of Krista Helm. I've never. Um... It's a really interesting story, and it the, 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 there is a reason why not many people have heard of her as well, which is uh, which is yeah. fascinating considering her actual demise. It was about one o'clock in the morning. She was found uh, half lying under a car on someone's driveway. She had Whoa. been stabbed thirty times. Mm. And bludgeoned Oof. with what they think was a hammer eighteen times. Jeez. Jesus! Wow! It was like uh, what was the case we did? Uh, it wasn't the Black Dahlia. It was just after, <clears throat> where that woman was found yeah. in the park. Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it feels very much like that kind spangled? of overkill. No, she was the one who disappeared. Uh, oh, uh, the red lipstick murder. Oh yeah. 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 Just like this kind of quite horrible, like just overkill, like oh, thirty times, yeah. and then she was like bludgeoned. Jesus. And you think you think that story would be publicised, wouldn't it? You think that story that story yeah. would hit the press, and I mean it did, but not to the. It didn't catch on like the Black Dahlia or like Georgette Baradorf or the 
red lipstick murder or jeans bangler it just yeah. kind of like faded away and mm. we'll get into maybe mm. why as we go on but like there's probably a reason why they kept it quiet mm. so who was this woman then so she's she's found dead under a car three stabbed 30 times who who is she, she? like what what's, was what's her born in 1949 in wisconsin mm-hmm. Uh, Milwaukee, to be precise, and her she uh, she was actually born uh, under the name Sandra Lynn Volfile. Volfile. W o h l f e i l. Which so maybe an anglicised pronunciation would be just Wolfile or Wolfield. Yeah. From a very early age, she was just determined to be a famous actor, which is why she ended up in Hollywood via New York. She went to New York before she went to Hollywood, but she did end up there. Hollywood. Uh, was where she ended up meeting her end. Mm. She had a daughter who was only 10 years old when San- San- Sandra her. then Krista, she changed her name, Got she adopted a stage oh, name yeah. called Krista, Krista Helm. Yeah. Um, it's uh, a very like 70s, I think I'm going to be Krista Helm. It's Krista like, Helm. Yeah. Yeah. a 70s starlet name. And it's, it's yeah. really like fascinating. So that was her fame. That was like her primary driver. It wasn't necessarily because you know how some people like can't wrap their heads around the fact that actors have chosen their profession but don't like the fame. And mm. it's like, well, no, the fame kind of comes yeah. with being successful at your career. And I think there's a different mm-hmm. thing. Like you want to yeah. be successful, a successful Without actor, fame. but like it's not necessarily the fame you were chasing. Mm-hmm. Whereas with right. some people, like Krista Helm, it's it is the fame that you're that they're mm. chasing. And so, like, they had a paradigm then of movie stars and... Yeah, there was lots of people who... Yeah, that was it. It was movie stars. The 70s is when that... The idea of movie stars sort of... Mm. Well, not the idea of it, but it felt well, like it, it was a bit it's more... Where it sort of changed, didn't it, in the 70s? Movies... Because the idea of... I think we've talked about it before. They were called the stars because they were stars. They were out of reach. Whereas the 70s, mm. they just started to become more, like, in reach, a bit more normal. Um, yeah. I think yeah. that's why there's... Yeah, and it's ever increased. Yeah, and also film acting had changed after Brando. That yes. was having a kind yeah. of like maybe a seventies yeah. a, a upswing because of De Niro and Pacino and. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think maybe that like proper acting was like definitely on the menu. Mm-hmm. But it's ten years, ten twenty years after like the bombshells like Mansfield and Monroe mm-hmm. and yeah. Mamie Van Doren that <clears> I think that you know people wanted to follow that thing and just wanting to be famous for famous's sake and what's changed yeah but i think maybe in the 70s they would have found it a lot harder than they might have done in the 50s oh well this well yeah exactly i think like uh, yeah obviously it's every era there's always some sort of something that will kind of make it a bit easier so krista had a daughter she was left pregnant Mm -hmm. by somebody who was involved in the the mob actually Mm. and then he left he (laughs) ran away he was 10 years older than her so she krista married him at the age of 16 had their daughter at the age of 17 jesus yeah and then he he legged it. She never. So her daughter, Krista's daughter, never met her father. Okay. She had. A, she was a very young single mother, and she had to sort of like provide for her daughter. And she started off working as a as like a as a waitress. And then her and one of her co-workers had this idea to go and become Playboy bunnies. Okay. Well, like she walked in, she's like, I got this great idea. Their, 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 their <laughs> idea was to leave their two because her co-worker had a daughter as well. They would leave their daughters back home with somebody they trusted and then they'd go they'd go yeah. and be playboy bunnies and then come back and visit when they could and they went and they right. got they, they had an audition to be playboy bunny and they both were offered it on the spot <laughs> what's the audition and i don't know it doesn't say can you carry a tray around and yeah. have big tits <laughs> try these ears on yeah yeah oh my god it's go. amazing you're, you're in <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they went to do that got offered it 
went back to be sort of like our new lives are about to start and then her co-worker Krista's co-worker's mum had found out that's what they were going to do and put the kibosh on it and oh, what? Go. oh okay so that meant and, and then oh, it maybe it some kind of like friendship loyalty Krista didn't go either so the Playboy no. Bunny thing didn't happen but they did a little bit later have a similar arrangement by leaving their daughters and they went to New York to try and make it out there and yeah. Krista was actually more successful a bit more quickly than her co-worker but her her co-worker left New York while while she stayed in New York and got got some modelling work and enough mm. modelling work actually to okay. buy a car and a flat wow. or at least to rent a flat. flat. So okay, um, right, right, right. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah, say she buy was a able, flat. She was able to live somewhere and have a car off the back of what modelling work. Modelling money. Now, this is the other thing, of course. Oh, wow. Like so, when I said that she really wanted to be desperately famous, mm. she was successful enough to make money, but she never became famous, which is what mm. she wanted. Remember? I mean, surely that's yeah, enough. Well, I mean, she was very ambitious. Um, I think she really wanted to be desperately famous as like a model, as an actor. She had scoliosis when she was little, and that's oh. had a back brace. Mm. Yeah. So I think that sort of made her more motivated and it strengthened her a little bit. And she had no qualms about doing what she was comfortable with to get ahead. So like she enjoyed, yeah. it's a matter of fact here, her, her daughter even says as much. She just loved sex so much that she would have it freely. But she wouldn't, mm. she never, like she never used her body and sold it. She just would have a no. lot of sex. And she formed a lot of connections with a lot of people. One of the people she was very, like she was uh, involved with quite early on. She met a wealthy producer called Stuart Duncan. He sort of like funded her lifestyle. Oh, sugar daddy. Okay. He was not just a mm. um, producer. He was also the heir of the uh, Liam Perrings Worcestershire Sauce Company. <laughs> Fuck off. Are you serious? LMP, LM, Liam Perrings Worcestershire Sauce. But he didn't want it. But he's in America. I thought it was, yeah, surely, thought it was a British surely company. Surely he's like, all oh, right, love, I'm the heir to a fortune. <laughs> Have a couple of dashes of that right on your cheese on top. <laughs> and then he just slaps I really wish you wouldn't say this when we were in bed. <laughs> Slapping his <laughs> dick on cheese on toast. He's like, oh, that's the real sauce. And she goes, <laughs> <That's> the... <laughs> <laughs> he talks funny. <laughs> I don't understand a word he says. No, that's what you do is you, uh, you uh, a, no, grab a... both hands. Both hands. <laughs> Both upside hands. down. Turn it upside down. Now, now shake the bottle. Aye. Oh my god. Very, very pronounced up down motion. Over the toes. Aye. Over the toes. Aye. 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 I hate both of you for doing that. I don't like that. Well, off, I said rubbing his dick on cheese on toast. <laughs> yeah, but when I do it, it's so charming. cute. <laughs> <laughs> when I, I've never done anything disgusting on this podcast. <laughs> oh, my. So, yeah, no. So, he inherited yeah, this guy. He didn't want to follow in the family footsteps. Because <laughs> <laughs> he'd leave Liam yeah. Perring all over the house. So he... <laughs> it's a grubby oh, business. Christ. So, he'd, he'd use his money to, to go into like production uh he, he wanted to be yeah. a stage and screen producer so he, he tried a few <laughs> things they hadn't worked and then he ended up producing one thing that became like quite successful and just before i'm, I'm telling you it's the future right movies dirty movies <laughs> where people use lee and parents all sorts of condiments i don't really i really don't think it's a good <laughs> idea <laughs> it's not not that henderson's relish get that out of my house right now <laughs> Oh, 
like it. You can have fun with it. Put a bit round your mouth and go, what do you think this is? And it turns out, what do you think is it, it is? Is it Liam Perrins? Yeah. It's literally. Yeah. Aye. Yeah, yeah. Aye. 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 It is. Aye. Yeah. Aye. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny oh, we put on northern accents for Worcestershire sauce. Mm-hmm. I, I know. know perfect, I don't know. It? It's just All I pictured was uh... a flat cat wearing Yorkshire. <laughs> it's like it's nowhere near Worcestershire. <laughs> so he, he tried producing a couple of things that had not worked out. And then he hit, he hit Lucky with his third one. And just before it opened... He offered Krista a financial stake in its future success, which turned out to make her an awful lot of money. Ah. A Broadway show called Godspell. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Godspell. Which... Godspell is huge. And I don't know it, I don't know what happened to her stake in Godspell eventually uh, after she died. Because Godspell there's always a production of it somewhere. Oh, shit. Stephen Schwartz wrote Godspell. It's his first big hit. And he went on to write Wicked, mm. which is Holy shit. probably among the top grossing musicals ever written. Fucking um, hell. And Godspell, but Godspell's always on. When you say a stake, like, I guess it's like, when it's on, you just get a cut of the tickets or whatever, when, whatever the show mm. is. Whatever the show makes, you just get a slice of it. Fuck me. Amazing. That's big. Amazing. That's huge. Do you know what? Holy it's shit. awful as well, Godspell. <laughs> uh, I was going to say it's really, is it any good? It's really crap. Is it dreadful? It, do you know what? The big hit from Godspell is day by day, day by day. Oh dear Lord, these things I pray. Do you know that song? Oh, I think I know. <laughs> Love more dearly. It's oh. like there's some nice tunes in it, but as a musical, it makes no fucking sense. It's just a load of people running around telling Bible stories, but. Singing oh, them all God. like cool. It's very seventies hippie. Oh um, yeah, like uh, what's it? The the Veggie Tales, kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see that as a kid? Yes, I, had a, I do remember the Veggie Tales, but it's fuck all that gospel. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just I was I I feel like Veggie Tales is sort of like I kind of got you kind of get conned into it because you're like, oh, it's vegetables and oh, it's Bible stories. <laughs> this is bullshit. I did forget that it was Bible stories actually, and the and the drawings of the vegetables are like horrible crude drawings oh they're terrible like, yeah, they're... yeah but you're a kid and you're like cartoons exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so she had a stake in this so shit so she's oh, yeah, loaded so she now. was uh yeah she i mean like he was kind of helping her out anyway i mean her initial success in terms of getting the car and the and the flat was all her yeah and then yeah she ended up sort of like in the in the radar of very 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 wealthy like a lot of yeah. movies and shakers and do you know what mm. a lot of movies and shakers that i have heard of i've never heard of her before but so, for example, she oh. ended up being very close friends with um, uh, a clothing designer named uh, Lenny Barron, who, whose personal clients had included Judy Garland. Holy shit. Yeah. Right. Uh, he designed dresses for her, bespoke dresses. And Krista apparently bankrolled a lot of his um, business efforts around the same time as well. Well, she was paying for a lot of his stuff. Holy shit. Uh, so she didn't have that many acting credits. Mm. We'll get on to like, the, she had a saga about a film she was trying to make for years that we'll get on to in a bit. But um, mm-hmm. she did guest star in like Wonder Woman and Starsky and Hutch. Ah, uh, okay. And he was the costume designer on on Wonder Woman, the TV series. Yeah, so then, right. Like, you know, sort of like, oh, you should come on do an episode. I can sure I can get you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, right. And then through Lenny Barron, who was also friends with a guy named Jeremiah Newton, who was very big. Uh, he used to hang around the Stonewall Bar all the time. She ended up sort of like knocking about with Candy Darling. You know, the trans icon. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think. Did Andy Warhol paint her? I don't know. So, yeah, she was was a trans icon, friend of Andy Warhol. And Lou Reed apparently wrote about her in Walk on the Wild Side. That's about Candy Darling. Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah, so she was really, really 
good mates with Robert De Niro when they when Whoa. De Niro was an unknown brand oh. new actor. He he he's he's really fascinating De Niro because his um his dad was an openly gay artist like painter um called yeah. Robert De Niro senior and he um so De Niro is actually from like this very bohemian background the his mum and dad were like mates basically and um yeah he That's and cool. he, yeah I didn't know that yeah he he has a really a, a very fascinating <clears throat> outlook um which you'd never expect because in interviews he's always just like uh and um yeah he's quite straight laced like, yeah. yeah and but yeah, like, yeah. he um he uh, will only appear like he less and less will appear on chat shows but there's sort of now sort of three he'll do and one is Graham Norton he loves going on Graham Norton and whenever he's yeah. on it people always go on Twitter going he's such a shit guest but you're not going to not have Dora De Niro on it and he just sits on the sofa having a great night yeah. but not yeah. but like when they talk to him he's doing just doing that like, sort of like crinkly face smile that he does yeah. mate yeah, he's, he's like, such a yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm just. It's a, funny. He really, yeah, yeah, yeah. he obviously loves Graham Norton, and he always has fun. But they always have to have him on with like someone else from the film he's yeah. doing, so that they can do all the talking. And then I go, "Did you have a good time, Bob?" Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah he's a good he actor. He just hates yeah. talking about himself. Um. So where, where did we where did we get to? That was the fact that she was uh, like so, in all of these circles while she was in New York. I mean, yes. like, she ended up sort of like going out with Mick Jagger. Making her part of an elite group of 45,000 women. Yes. <laughs> Warren Beatty as well. Making her part of an elite group. <laughs> <laughs> she was kind of their go-to female companion if they were in New York, basically. Okay. For a lot of these, a lot okay. of these men. Including... The Shah of Iran. Now, and wow. so, the Shah, so this is in 1977. Until 1979, Iran had a monarchy, and mm-hmm. yeah. the Shah, who was the the monarch, yeah, who would come over to America, she would sort of like have a have a thing with with him. And he liked uh, Liam Perrin's source. It was quite <laughs> widely reported. Yeah, the, the the Liam Perrin's guy like slides out from under the bed on one of those. Um, what are they called? The things where you go under a the, car. The mechanics. Like in the X-Files yeah. where they yeah, the keep mech- their mother under the bed. Uh, yeah, and he, he just yeah. slides out. He's just like... He sli- well, he just slides out and he's right. like, try it on cheese on toast, meal chunk. Toast. And then he slides back under. He's already got a piece of cheese on toast as he slides out. He's like, here you go, lad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, pal. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's really nice. But he was the last Shah of Iran. There was no more after that. Okay. Uh, he reigned. He reigned from 1941 to 1979. Um, Fucking hell! Yeah, so he was he that's was ages. older guy, but you know that's the sort of she was desperately wanting to be famous. She was hanging, she was orbiting all of these stars. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, her her lifestyle and finances were benefiting from it, and then she decided not exploit, but maybe use Stuart Duncan's production ambitions to finally make a film that she could star in. Okay. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so this was the film she spent years trying to make. I don't know whether you've heard of it, Suze. Uh, it never really got released, and then kind of like I, th- I think it, I think they found it somewhere. It never got released, but it's called Let's Go for Broke. Let's Do you know what? Broke. It's ringing a bell, but it's I think it's only because maybe I've um, heard a podcast about Christabel. Oh right. Well, so <clears> they decided right. to film it partially in Haiti for tax reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a, it was a big. Big movie. Big, big, 
big yeah, picture. So, yeah. In one of those things where um, they called it Let's Go For Broke, and I feel like that yeah. because of that, they picked the title and then decided to name the character afterwards. So the film would feature Krista in the lead role of Jackie Broke. Ah, an investigative journalist who infiltrates a nefarious criminal operation. And it's supposed to be like this big, batshit Bond knockoff. Um, okay. Where the right. villain's nefarious scheme is to feed poisoned dog food to people and it turns them into raw meat and then they could sell the raw meat. Wait, hang on. Uh, what? Masood, wait, hang on. Just just kill him. <laughs> just kill him and then you've got raw meat right there. She had been in a film before, uh, one, one other film. It was a horror film and it was a film called Legacy yeah. of Satan from the director of Deep Throat. Hey, he made Deep Throat, all right. Then he, and then, he made Legacy of Satan with Krista Helm. Oh, he was branching out. In between, he made His Big Cock is Thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a classic of the genre. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Is Legacy of Satan one of those, like, quite... It's not quite porno, but it's like... Okay, so yeah, yeah, lots of tits. Um, Lots of tits, but no fanny. (laughs) With Let's Go For Broke, uh, Krista was like, oh, we're not going to do that. We're not going to make... So she was trying to push for a PG film. Yeah, She's like, let's keep it PG. And then she just gets one tit out really quickly, like... (laughs) See? Um, That's PG. The original budget was set at $700,000. But it went over a yeah. million because of her excessive spending just playing the movie star. So, like, it was oh her debut God. movie oh. and she was so already So it wasn't playing. nothing. No, no, no. So, so, yeah, I mean, because Stuart Duncan paid for it. For yeah. Her. Of course, yeah, so, yeah. Like, the biggest vanity project I think this whole oh series has covered. So she didn't yeah. even Lazenby it. Do you know right. what I mean? She, oh, yeah. She's, she's probably, she's tiptoeing yeah. into and Renner also, It was pretty yeah. awful because they filmed in Haiti, which meant that they could employ Haitian workers for $1 a day. Oh, that's Yay. so great. I'm, I like, it yeah, makes me hey. feel amazing when I hear about this sort but, of thing. But among those Haitian crew members were government informants who kept an eye on the crew's every move. What? Oh, good. I, oh, it, just, yeah, it yeah, reminds yeah, me to a see lot whether of... they were abiding by the law. And... Wow. Um, you know, those workers in uh, the fire festival who, like, rocked up to that guy's house <gasps> with, like, bats and, like, where's our fucking yeah. money, asshole? Where's I the money, like that's what these, these, 
<laughs> Where's the money shit? <laughs> Don't fuck with us. <laughs> oh my god. Basically they were they were taking advantage of, of yes. this of this poor country to make this debut film. Most Hollywood films are made? Yes. <laughs> this is why she, this is how desperately she wanted to be a movie star. The only way she could get to a lead role in the mo- in a movie was to get her uh, get an old man that was sweet on her to pay for it. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Her. It's it's also like this. I I sort of admire the grift. However, you then mm. look at all the people she was willing to see exploited, and this whole thing like her excessive excessive spending and the vanity. She really mm. like Chris words it correctly. She really wanted to be a movie star. She didn't want to be a a great actress. Mm. She wanted an to actress, be a star. Yeah. She wanted the fame yeah. that much. It's funny how that almost ends up costing more. Well, both, both of the Haitian people to cost her her life. But like in terms of like she, yeah, she's she making this huge vanity project of which no one has really seen, and that yeah. money's just gone to you know they didn't. Re- I imagine they didn't recoup it with this film. Chris, was she any good? Have you seen yeah, any of her acting? I haven't. She's really gorgeous. I've looked up pictures of her. She looks. She's got that kind of mm. like. She looks much older than 20. She had a lot of work done. Did she? Ah. Do you know what? I couldn't really tell. Um, Krista Helm. Let's see if her scene from Wonder Woman is online. Oh, yeah. No, there's a lot of sort of like documentaries about her on YouTube. Mm. Again, I didn't hear about it today because this was a last minute entry into the Hollywood series. Mm -hmm. And then I started reading the story and I thought, no, this is like, she's really interesting. Yeah. Just because of the, the, the life she led, chasing fame so much that she didn't really care about the craft at all yeah oh yeah movie yeah. star rather than actor it wasn't for the love of it it's that thing like it's like an influencer yeah and, it, and also it's probably because of the unprivileged upbringing she had she had scoliosis mm. she would have been told she wasn't pretty yeah yeah and so it was very exactly. much a case of like fuck you i'll show you and yeah. so they spent ages toiling on this film and <laughs> because it was meant to be released in 1975 and because in her mind it was about to be released and she thought I'm going to hit big because I'm the lead in it that's when she moved to Los Angeles in 1975 oh okay right 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 right. then like so her daughter went to visit her for her birthday party and Mm -hmm. that's and at the birthday party she met Mick Jagger she learnt to Mm. swim in Engelbert Humperdinck's pool she learnt to swim Krista's little girl Oh, I okay. see. Oh, if, the, if the kid. there was ever a pool. Oh, I thought you meant yeah. Krista. Yeah. I thought you meant Krista so learned I, to swim in it. And, and, and then I was like, oh, that's cool. She she learned to swim. So she moved. Right. She, she moved to Los Angeles, uh, and actually, it was either in Westwood or Bel Air. But whoever, wherever it was, the lavishly furnished home that she lived in was obviously put up by Stuart Duncan, who had sort of like of financed the film and Godspell, mm. and gave her a stake in Godspell. Yeah. Jesus. She, um, I mean, I wonder whether she asked, "Can I have a Can I have a part in Godspell?" He was like, "Would you accept chairs?" <laughs> How was her singing? Oh, she okay. So let's skip ahead. She, while she was in LA, she also mm, decided yeah. she was going to make a disco album. <laughs> right. So yeah. I can already tell she can't Everyone fucking sing, made. or she'd have been in Godspell. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're making a disco mm. album, she made a uh, she made a disco album, which was very easy for her to do. She had all these connections. Mm. She called in a lot of mm. favors. It just that it never got released, never got a deal, distribution deal. Yeah. Does it still exist? Can you? Is there any way of finding um, it? Has I t- totally want to hear that? Oh, I bet it exists. Krista oh. Helm disco album. So now it just literally, I mean, like all the all, all, all the articles it. come up about her, and it's like she produced a disco album. Uh, okay, but I mean it's the same as uh, it's the same as let's go for broke. That doesn't really mm. and it's never seen the light of day. Yeah, Jackie broke. <laughs> Such a shit name. <laughs> While she was in LA, 
her dalliances with loads of other men. She had this diary where she'd write down everybody she'd slept with and rate them. Rate them? What, out of like 10? So it's not like, you know um, you know that thing where back in the Marilyn Monroe episode where the conspiracy mm. was that she had a little red book with all of yes. the men that she oh, slept yeah, with yeah. and that, that's yeah. why she got killed. Just ignore her standing in the corner. She's <laughs> got nothing to do with this. <laughs> they thought she was going um, uh, go to oh, go public fuck. with it. So she had a similar thing. She had this little diary and every time, like, so, okay, uh, so Warren Beatty, Jack Nicholson, Mick Jagger, all of them were, 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 were men that she was uh, intimate with. And then in, in yeah. 1994, Burt Reynolds was interviewed on NBC. Right. Holy he recalled shit. an encounter he'd shared with a beautiful blonde woman during the mid-70s. And apparently after they'd slept together, he says this woman pulled out a notebook and immediately began writing. <gasps> she told him Whoa. she was ranking their lovemaking in the Journal of Past Lovers. Oh, my God. Imagine. Just imagine. you just be like, uh, thanks. I just imagine Jack Nicholson being like, "What are you writing down there? I want to see what's in your little book." All right, come on, let me let me and see. Then she let runs, me she see runs into the bathroom and he's like, "Get an axe." Yeah. <laughs> Give me the book. No, I'm not going to hurt you with it. I'm just going to bash your brains. Just kidding. <laughs> I remember seeing The Shining for the first time. I was 13, and I found it really scary. But I had no idea who Johnny Carson was. Or, you know, I had no idea what that bit was referencing, mm. and I thought they've made a mistake and they've mm. forgotten that the character's called Jack and he's uh. <laughs> I really was like oopsie daisy I really thought that yeah. here's Johnny and I was like oopsie oops <laughs> uh, in the British version he'd have said nice to see you to see you nice <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, he just man. hits a big hole in the door and then he's like that he's doing the pose like <laughs> and she goes ah! and he's like a good game a good game <laughs> we're fucking idiots tonight So she's she's got this little this, this little, little book, book this little diary that she carried everywhere with her. Who's to say when she was going to get lucky? You know, she needed the diary there so that exactly. She could... <laughs> she's she's she, I think she's probably <laughs> like a garbage person, but also I sort of like, oh, Krista, if only you'd lived. <laughs> yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, I'd kind of. Dead. I, does the book still exist? Mm. Is what I want to know. I imagine it's probably somewhere I bet she was hilarious so she'd probably be a big Trump supporter wouldn't she maybe actually she'd be because, one of those people who's like it would generate controversy you know exactly I mean? yeah. yeah 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 she was still not famous but she was hanging around <laughs> with a lot of famous people mm-hmm. must have annoyed her so she had a friend called oh. Stephanie and she was at a party February 1977 and in Laurel Canyon they went to this party and mm-hmm. they tried to contact a music agent called Sandy Smith to get him to come to the party with them and he said now I'm too tired I'm going to go to bed mm. and then apparently uh, and it's at this point actually I should point out that there is a website called whokilledkristahelm.com that details <laughs> everything and it, it's, mm. and it's right. an investigation that's been done by the people that have written this website and so if you are interested in the story go and take a look because it goes into more detail than an episode of Mystery on the rocks could ever hope to <laughs> so that, that, that's been my main source of today when i'll be reading the story so um at the party yeah. apparently stephanie said that something had spooked krista to the point where she left Ooh. okay she said krista approached me with a funny cloudy look on her face i asked her what was wrong she told me it was nothing but i could tell that something's shaking her i'll never forget that they're out of lee and perrin's that's what it was <laughs> how am i gonna get my cheese on toast <laughs> Stephanie was going to leave for a weekend at the beach with her then boyfriend. Okay. Uh, she let Krista have her car. 
to leave the party. So Krista took her card. And then Stephanie said, oh, suddenly when I was riding down Sunset with my boyfriend after the party, I started shaking. I thought of Krista. I had my boyfriend pull over so I could use a payphone to call the house, but no one answered. She might not have been home yet, but yeah. <laughs> Early hours of Feb- February the 12th, she parked in front of, for some reason, went back, to, went to Sandy Smith's house. You know that music agent that they tried to get to go to the yeah. party? Oh, right. They tried to get to the party, to right. Go to bed early. She went to his house and she yeah. parked in front of a neighbor's house. Ooh. Investigators oh, say that she was travelling at advanced speed because her tyre was blown out on the curb. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. photos of the scene from that night, tyres are clearly visible they don't appear to be blown. However, I'm looking at the photographs and you can't see all of the tyres. Right. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, right, yeah. Point is, it was here that she was stabbed 30 times with a significantly <sighs> sized butcher knife and a blunt Shit. object, which is probably a hammer. Now, she was either going to yeah. the house or coming back from it. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, Sandy said that he was asleep anyway he, he did like he, he hadn't seen her that night and only ever met her twice before he also mm-hmm. said yeah uh, 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 police couldn't wake him up the next morning either when they wanted to try and talk to him they couldn't wake him up Why? he was just it just oh, slipped I, guess. Through, I suppose um mm-hmm. okay, there yeah. are however at the time of this a few witnesses that like ear witnesses because oh. it was all it was the middle of the night people that live nearby all right now one of them i wish that that's what they were called in court we have a couple of ear witnesses <laughs> one of them uh was 20 years old at the time he was the son of mm. son of a film director called Tom Grease. Right, Tom Grease had actually just made a film version uh, of the Manson family. It was called Helter Skelter. Oh. Tom Grease made Helter Skelter. Oh, this the is movie. the thing Mercedes was oh, talking yeah. about. So, yeah. Uh, they were neighbours of Sandy Smith. And his son mm-hmm. came out, John Grease, and... John Grease is Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. He was also Roger Linus on oh! Lost. What oh my the God. Fuck? He's very funny. He was 20 years old at the time and he came out because he heard an argument and a woman screaming. Mm-hmm. He actually came out with a what gun. He came out with a gun but couldn't see anything so went back into his house. So he was a witness That's... to the to the crime. Holy shit. Mm. Yeah, that was... Um... John Grease. That's fucking so... Holy yeah. shit. So he... Now, do you want to know something else Whoa. cool about Krista Helm? You might think that's yeah. a lot of that's a lot of injuries to have. There's why a lot. Would, of, why would you yeah. stab her thirteen times, thirty yeah. times, and hit and her eighteen times with a bludgeoner? Yeah, bludgeoner afterwards. Mm-hmm. She was a black belt in karate, and she <gasps> tried to fight them off. Holy! Oh, shit. that's so fucking cool. She she wow. tried to fight them off, which would explain oh my God, why I bet... they had to yeah. get them more times. It was, a, there was I a bet struggle. they took some blows. There was a struggle. Yeah, I Fuck took yeah. the blows. And then you think, why, why stab her thirty times? Yeah. And then hit yeah. her with a hammer afterwards, and that led mm. them to think that she wasn't. There wasn't one person. Yeah. No. There was. Yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Her um, purse that she'd been seen at the party with, that she never went anywhere without, was missing. Okay. Wasn't in the car that she borrowed. Wasn't on her person. Wasn't anywhere near the scene. So they think, oh, maybe it was a robbery. There was something else in that purse, and it was the little book. <gasps> That oh, conspiracy shit. about Marilyn Monroe, it's like, oh, maybe the government did her in for that little little book that she wrote. Mm. Yeah. Like, I don't believe that for a second with Marilyn Monroe. This mm. I can believe. Mm. Yeah, strangely, she, yeah. And like all of, like, and, and the sh- she was cooperating with the federal government, apparently, when the Shah of Iran came over. She was taking down notes. Right. To feed yeah. to the to feed Jack, to the government, right? Yeah, it was Jack Nicholson who gave her the. He's like, listen, I need you to sleep with the Shah. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a rating out of ten. Okay? Not too high, not too low. <laughs> it's a decent Nicholson. Uh, she was discovered by a man named Thurman Brooms. What a fucking great name, Thurman Brooms. Yeah. 
course. <laughs> Obviously, they took him for, him in for questioning. Mm. But ultimately, they let him go. Two years later, was murdered himself. <laughs> but um, oh. holy shit! But at the, at the time when he arrived, he arrived just in time. She was still alive when she when when he found her. She breathed right. her last breath just as he found her. Oh, uh, so he says. Yeah, just so he says. Maybe he did that wow. for dramatic flourish, but anyway. And yeah. she, her last words were, you're the most handsome man I've ever seen. Her daughter was only only months away from turning 10. Oh, oh, yeah, that's no. it, That's the sh- shit part. Like, we can mm. go like, oh, uh, and then you go, oh, her kid like, lost her mum yeah. really young. Brutally. Awful. The, so the book was missing. We've not found the book. The book is nowhere to be found. It's never been found. Mm. And it's not that oh. crazy to assume that somebody wanted... Because, I mean, there could have been terribly sensitive information in there. Mm. In the circles yeah. that she went or, with. I mean, this is why I think it's relevant about the Shah of Iran. Because that's a head yeah. of state. That's a monarch from another country. Who else could she have yeah. had in that book? Wow. <laughs> exactly. Or, or the CIA are basically like a bunch of gossip girls and they're like, <laughs> we want to know what you think of the Shah of Iran. <laughs> I think it's really... <laughs> that's what I feel because, I mean, if you look at their track record, they are like a bunch of... The investigation kind of like fizzled out. But then her daughter, when she grew up years later, mm-hmm. called the, yes. the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department and asked them to pick up the case again. And they assigned two mm-hmm. detectives to it. And then they went through other old leads and stuff. One of the old leads from from back then mm-hmm. involved a guy who sort of... He was a member of the Columbo crime family at the time. Right. But he had gone to Los Angeles to make it as an actor. He became friendly with Lenny Barron, the uh, fashion designer from before. Oh, yeah. And straight after Krista's murder, Stephanie received a weird crank call that said, I hear you like to party. Uh... And so she was so spooked by it. Oh. Stephanie... Yeah. And Lenny Barron sent this guy to stay with her to keep her safe for a while. So he was around at the time, and he oh, he shit. was a uh, so he was basically he was an aspiring actor who was from the Colombo crime family, and he'd been asked to basically just do security detail while this woman was frightened in the Ooh, aftermath yeah. of the murder. And that man mm-hmm. was Tony Sirico, who played Paulie Walnuts in The Sopranos. Fuck <laughs> off! Fuck the fuck off! No oh way! My god. Oh my fucking god! Oh. oh my lord! Holy shit! Holy fucking walnuts! <laughs> oh my god! That's amazing. That's, That's crazy. Incredible. So when the case got reopened, they, uh, they questioned him. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything. <laughs> I didn't see anything. And they asked him about a claim that he had taken furs and tapes from Krista's apartment the night she was killed. He denied all of that, and he asked for a yeah. lawyer. He was never questioned again. And the people that built this website and are writing it all up, they tried to contact him and he said no. But that's fine. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Like, what, you're writing a website? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To talk to you. <laughs> yeah. A website? What the fuck so, is a fucking website? <laughs> what, what, what the fuck would I do on a fucking w, website? W, w, what? No. <laughs> the second uh, investigation <laughs> found something quite major, which was using blood samples that were mm. found under her preserved nail clippings. Test indicated they were consistent with a female. So oh, she was shit. attacked by two people. One of it was a woman. One yeah, pot- potentially. potentially. Yeah, yeah. Or they could have both been women. Uh, um, so this Holy was around. This was, wow. Yeah, th- this was around 15 years ago that this case got reopened. Uh, we've got uh, we, we, we've got cast uh, members from Lost and The Sopranos involved in this one. This is crazy. Napoleon Dynamite. So I, I mean, I, it's interesting you said because obviously the parallels with Marilyn Monroe. It is pretty likely that that book 
is the reason. Wow. It seems like, from what her connections... Someone who was shit in bed. It's, it's the one thing that was missing from the scene. I'm inclined yeah. to believe the, the guy that she went to visit, it's, Sandy Smith. So, like, it's weird that she was yeah. around his house. They tried to get him to go to the party beforehand. He said he was going to get an early night. And that seems to have happened. He seems to have got an early night. Yeah. But they only met twice, so why was like she? Sandy doesn't seem like a friend enough for her yeah. to go there to be like. I mean, like hey, maybe let's hang out. she had designs right. on him. He was a music agent. Maybe she was like, oh, I really want. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was like, come yeah. to the party. I might, I might get him to sign me, sort of thing. But, um, yeah. But he had to go and identify the body, and he did say he's like, listen, I've oh, met sure. her literally wow. twice. I mean, it's her, but I've only met her twice. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And then once he was able to be uh, woken up, he cooperated. Like yeah. the whole way, right. so it leads me to believe that maybe he wasn't lying about the fact that I was I slept through. I don't know. Sorry, I'm sorry I didn't answer the door. Yeah, before I was yeah absolutely. Like that that seems like a really dumb yeah. lie to tell the police to then immediately. Yeah, say, oh, no, I'll talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it also smells very much of you know we've covered a couple of these like really weird things where it's like is it the government or you've you've i've heard of cases where it's like the government probably did it and like they seem to be really bad at killing people and making it look like it's an accident like almost incompetently so (laughs) it always feels very much like wow did you hire like the person who writes looney tunes cartoons to figure out how to fucking kill this person because like like 30 30 it's a lot that's a lot of and if uh, then again we're obviously also going by the fact that she probably defended herself so yeah and how? there's a chance that yeah. it could have there's a chance it could have just been a robbery as well it could have just been somebody who just robbed her and i think this shows how badass krista helm could be as well because the first thing was she was stabbed from behind okay so that was the first wound was like so somebody just ran up and stabbed her from behind, and then she turned and fought them and she fucking turned around and fought and Holy she was fuck. clearly like here's how i see it she's seconds away from banging on the door of this music producer's house going help me that's what it seems yeah. like like she's running she's not running she's driving at speed away Some from uh, someone i don't know it's yeah. fucking weird but what's she doing at this producer's yeah, house? yeah and also the guy that she was trying to get to go to the party so yeah. Uh, yeah but also i don't know maybe he would have i don't understand it because if he if he was the one that did it he'd get to the party wouldn't he and then he'd have opportunity to do it afterwards it seems like there's He's, no guarantee yeah, yeah. that she'd it's... go to his house after the party so if he was going to kill yeah. her, no, if he was going to kill her, yeah. he wouldn't have said, um, no, I'm not going to go to the party, I'm going to have an early night. It feels really odd. Yeah, and, the, and she'll yeah. fall right into my trap of driving very my fast trap. to my house. Yeah. And that's ver- that's verifiable with Stephanie. It's not like it's yeah. not like he just told police that he didn't go to the party. So Stephanie was like, yeah, no, we tried to get him to go and he wanted to. There could be something opportunistic where it's like the middle of the night and someone sees her. And they go up and they kill her and then they run off with her mm. purse, which just so happens to have the diary in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's again, it's that thing of potentially because the diary is the hot piece mm. of evidence in this whole That's thing. That's it. It can feel very much like, oh, but oh, maybe they stole it. It's like, it could also mm. just have been robbed and somebody <laughs> yeah. just literally could have thrown that book in the fucking trash. Yes. Yeah. And then it's like, and then it got incinerated or whatever. You know, that's also as likely. As, <laughs> as opposed to the very sexy idea of it being in the same vault that the fucking Ark of the Covenant <laughs> is in. <laughs> so both are likely, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it's a hard one because I think my gut is saying that she, it's an opportunistic, potentially thing because she got like you mm. said that stabbed in the back thing is the first thing i'm like oh so she didn't even know that was happening because yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna steal something from her you come from the front or whatever but it seems like yeah someone got her in the back 
She, and then, but then what you're saying, Sue's about she's running from someone. It feels very much like... Driving at speed is what the investigators said. There was a high-speed mm. chase going on. It's weird, though, that no one's... Nobody's they, um, So, yeah, they just heard... So, the, uh, yeah. your man from Luston, mm. Napoleon Dynamite, he came out when he heard a commotion. <laughs> Couldn't see anything, so went back in. Yeah. And he heard a commotion yeah. enough to make him come out with a gun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very Napoleon And actually, Dynamite. it's weird, because the, re- the only reason he was there was because his dad, the guy who directed Health and Skelter had just died and he was there mm. in the family house mm. to, to yeah. get things oh, in order. Right. So it's yeah, um, it's, yeah so it's one of those things, isn't it? Because if it was opportunistic, then it will remain a mystery because you can't, yeah. there's no, the trial's yeah. cold and you can't prove anything. But if it was the, yeah. Yeah. if it was that she was out of a depth in certain Targeted. circles mm. yeah. and had information that was sensitive, then, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really, it's really weird. Is yeah. this the sort of thing that ends up like years later? We go, we find out. Oh, it was this serial killer. That could, that, that could happen. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like one that new yeah. evidence has surfaced that suggests it's the this other thing as well, which is and you know spoilers for a future episode, but it is the history of Hollywood. So I suppose many people hear it yeah. not long mm. after this. Like I think like four years afterwards, the Wonderland murders happened. So oh my god, yeah. Oh right. Yeah, mm. so I mean, look, it's past so there's that likely. as well. It could it could have been it's prowling hard. looking for a. There's that um, yeah. the the girl Haming Lee who was murdered mm. uh, from that first series of Serial, and her ex boyfriend um, Adnan Saeed is still in jail for it. Mm. Um, and it really looks like he didn't do it. And freed yeah. at the time that she was killed was a convicted. He's at least like a convicted multiple rapist, but I think a murderer too. Jesus. Anyway, there was uh, Freed and in the local area and then he was rearrested for something else and he wasn't out very long. And you go, fucking think it might yeah. be him. <laughs> did yeah. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Didn't we talk about that yeah. when we were doing uh, the um, the Cecil Hotel, which we haven't actually done on, it was one of our live shows, but the, oh, very we, we all of those serial killers that stayed oh, at the yeah. Cecil Hotel and one of them was a guy yeah. from Austria who had That's right. been arrested yeah. for a murder, yeah. been supposedly reformed, came out and just instantly started killing again. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, yeah, they're like, oh, oh, dear. Oh, mate. Oh, <laughs> did we man. talk about, I mean, we might have talked about this at the live show, but they were they did experiments, uh, didn't they, in the, I think the 40s or 50s, where they gave murderers loads of LSD um, and then set them free to see if it made them, you know, a new Better person. People. And it was like, yeah. this made, and it made them like reoffend at an alarming rate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, is the, there is the option. We haven't mentioned him in a while on the podcast. Um, and he would have been 70 at the time, so probably not. But could have been George Hodel. Oh, he loves to kill. Oh, he was Hodel. like, time for one last thrilling. <laughs> yeah, but he was so spry. He was a real spry guy. Yeah. He and so he was armed with a knife and a hammer. He, Yeah, that exactly. Is, yeah. He just chased up behind her and went 70 to the new 60 you bitch <laughs> bludgeoned her <laughs> Suze is there is there anything in the uh... oh yeah 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 so you know you were like oh I really want to hear her disco album yeah well guess who <laughs> <laughs> guess who guessed it on her <laughs> fucking disco album <laughs> guess who it was no. no, but guess Arms and Champagne guested on a disco album. Here's their fucking track. Armand Champagne Crystal Yeah Armand Champagne 
Krista, it, it's, it's your you. turn. What? It's now you oh, Krista, yeah. With disco ladies, and we're coming your way. We're disco babies, adult babies, and we're here to say. scenes are you oh yeah that's us yeah we're usually at the scene just before the murder actually oh shit okay shut it down hey, yeah, wait. Shut it's it fine down. we're still getting paid oh They did disco. I can't we believe got we ended up we've ended up in the disco era already. God, it's flown by. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. It seems it yeah. seems like only yesterday it was Fatty Arbuckle in 1921. Oh, yeah. In a few and months, it'll be hundred years since that. Yeah, hotel doctors. Oh yeah, hotel doctors. Do you know what? It's, we didn't really we didn't really stop to mark the passing of the hotel doctors, did we? Of the hotel no. doctor, no. It feels like it was, I think it was definitely a, a 40s to 50s, yeah, probably the war. I think that's yeah, the, the they war were there in the 20s and, and mm. then it became less glamorous to have a mm. hotel doctor. So that was that was Krista Helm. And I only found out about it today, wow. so I would have skimmed over a lot. But I think yeah. like the most, I think that the, basically when I read it today, the bits that made me go, wow, I've said so. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just she was such a so well connected as well to, to know all those people. Fucking hell, man. Um, well. Uh, you can find us in all the usual places. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Mystery on the Rocks, spelled R-O-X. Uh, you can uh, email us if you want, mysteryontherocks at gmail.com, spelled R-O-C-K-S. If you're just like, hey, Masood, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mysteryontherocks, one word, spelled R-O-C-K-S. Yeah. You can find us individually on our own various Twitch things, Suze. Twitch.tv slash Suze Kempner. Chris? What? What's your Twitch? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm twitch.tv slash Chris. What? What? (laughs) I love that. It's like, what about your socials? What? Chris? Oh, my God. (laughs) What? (laughs) Um... 
we this has been another you can find me uh, on twitch.tv slash Masood that's, that's it. it bye everybody bye 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 are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns